provided in this podcast is intended for general information and educational purposes only. Any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is at your own risk. If you have or suspect you may have a medical or mental health condition, please seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional. The hosts and guests of this podcast do not assume any liability or responsibility for any actions taken based on the information provided. All right, ladies, let's jump right in. First of all, happy Mondays and welcome back to the Renew You Evolution of Her podcast. I'm so excited that you are joining me today. I have some exciting stuff we're going to cover today, something that's near and dear to my heart. We are going to talk about fitness, fitness for women midlife, how to stay fit, active and healthy during midlife and beyond. So in this episode, we are going to dive into, you know, a couple of exercises that support the weight loss process and hormone imbalance. Because as we age, you know, it's more important that we uh, prioritize our health, right, and well-being and exercise is a crucial part of that. So um, it is one of the four pillars of wellness. Um, I know I talk a lot about nutrition and I said exercise has its place. So today we're going to talk about that place, right? So we're going to talk about the benefits of exercise, obviously, uh, during midlife and the various types of exercises that you can do to help support support uh, hormone balance, weight loss, functional flexibility, you know, depending on what you're doing, where you're going, you know, some people are more active than others, but things that you can do, safety considerations for exercising during this stage of life. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're new to exercise or looking to switch up your routine. I think you're going to get something out of this episode. So if you are ready, let's get started. All right, so the first, um, I'm going to cover three topics uh, really quick. I'm going to try not to keep you that long. I've been going over a little over in our previous episode, so I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. But um, So we're going to cover three important things, right? We're going to talk about hormone imbalance, explaining how exercise can help with hormone imbalance and, you know, those three hormones, uh, cortisol, estrogen, and progesterone. There are two others that I actually want to discuss as well. Um, the types of exercises that we could do um, that are most beneficial, and then again, the lifestyle factors to support that, all right? So the first thing is um, how exercise can help with hormone imbalances. So um, if you've been following me for a while, you know, you notice that I talk a lot about uh, cortisol and how that stress hormone is just kind of all over the place and causes a lot of havoc or wreaks a lot of havoc, um, uh, with other hormones in the body, you know, just naturally during the aging process, these hormones, you know, start to decline estrogen, progesterone naturally, right? As the body is moving into a different space during this time of, you know, uh, life. And so those start to decline natu- naturally, but, um, you know, the cortisol hormone, and I said, I was going to introduce two others, which is your blood sugar and your insulin, right? How exercise can, um, help control these, uh, other hormones, um, as well, because, um, they all affect one another. So these hormones, they don't operate, um, you know, by themselves, you know, you could think about hormones like a big orchestra, you know, or, or, um, you know, a symphony, like every instrument has their part in the total song, right. Of how everything works. And if it's one, you know, instrument that's off, Um, you know, the conductor can usually tell it's like, ah, wait a minute. It doesn't sound right. Well, the same thing happens in our body. If one hormone is out of balance, it affects the whole, um, of, 
the whole operation of the other hormones. So that's pretty much what's what's going on, you know, a high level uh, overview. So during midlife, um, hormone imbalances can become, you know, disrupted again, um, you know, just by the aging process, um, which could lead to, you know, a wide range of symptoms like weight gain, mood swings, hot flashes, um, you know, you know your list, right? Joint pain, um, vaginal dryness, um, you know, headaches, all kinds of things, right? You know, your list may be different from the next woman's list, but they're all pretty much the same. They kind of overlap. Anxiety, depression, right? Um, all those uh, can't sleep, insomnia, that's another big one, right? All those are, are pretty much signs of hormone imbalances, right? That could be actually targeted by nutrition, We'll talk about that a little bit later, but exercise, because that's what this one is all about, right? And how exercise can be effective way to help balance your hormones and alleviate some of these symptoms. Um, so again, just like the hormones don't operate in isolation, keep in mind that even though this particular episode is about exercise, you know, exercise is a part of our one a part of one of the four pillars that we talk about, right? And how um, the body, once it gets to a place to where it's using the nutrition efficiently, um, that's when exercise really starts to kick in and, and has a, a, a beneficial role. So I just wanted to make sure that that's clear. Yes, exercise is important. Yes, it's very, very beneficial, especially during this stage of life. But when it gets down to, you know, hormone balances and weight loss, you know, uh, nutrition does play a, a, a role in it because you want to make sure that your body is using, you know, those, uh, your blood sugar, right. Which is a hormone that's affected in this area as well. In addition to, um, the cortisol and estrogen and progesterone, um, that becomes out of balance. And so that's where exercise comes in because it, ha it can help to stabilize the blood sugar. And, and so your body is using that blood sugar more efficiently. That's the key there, right. To that other hormone. And so what happens is, uh, say, for example, um, you know, I, I use a marathon runner, you know, a lot in, in, in my examples because they are a huge, um, you know, they like carbs, right? They eat a lot of carbs. They do carb loading, right? And if you're running yourself, then you, you pretty much understand um, what I'm talking about. But in that case, right, running is a part, you know, it's exercise. So, but the reason why they don't really gain weight, <laughs> they don't gain weight at all, is because their body is in a position to where it is using those carbs efficiently, right? So what happens is when you eat, right, your body either stores what we call the blood sugar or sugar uh, glucose, right? It either stores it in the muscles or the liver, uh, uses it, right, or it's readily available for the activity, but if your body is in balance or it's not operating efficiently, then the liver actually takes it and it stores it as fat in the form of triglycerides or fatty acids, right? And then it makes more cholesterol. So little tip here, you know, you've heard things about, oh, I don't want to eat more fat because fat makes you have high cholesterol. It's actually high blood sugar, right? And your body uh, has excess blood sugar and the body is not responding or, or the insulin uh, or insulin sensitivity where the body is not responding and taking up any more insulin, then the liver actually stores it as fat and makes more cholesterol. So that's how that process works. So 
uh, and again, going back to my um, example about the marathon runner, when the body is in conditioned um, and um, proper condition to utilize those extra carbs, right? Because we're, you know, people are going on low fat diets because they want to lose weight, you know, and it's just as simple, it's just as simple as, you know, um, their body is just really not processing um, the way that it should, you know, a couple little tweaks here and there with the nutrition, you know, then the body could really use the, um, the exercise or the muscles, right? Cause those carbs are actually fuel for your muscles. So after they've been running, they do carb loads because, um, or what they call carb loading to replace those stores in the muscles, right? To replace those carbohydrate stores in the muscles. So the muscles have fuel to continue on. So that's how it's really supposed to work. But if you're really not active, um, your body uses another process and that's how it stores fat or, and why you gain weight. So anyway, exercise will actually help with that. And not only that, right. It helped to put you, you know, in a good mood because it, uh, releases the, uh, happy hormones, you know, the endorphins and all those other good things. So, um, you know, uh, back to the hormone example, progesterone, right, is another hormone that can decrease during midlife, right? Um, and this is pretty much tied to the reproductive system, right? Your menstrual cycle, which is probably all out of whack, you know, maybe if you're perimenopause, menopausal, uh, pregnancy, depending on, you know, where you are, you know, quite naturally the progesterone levels decline. But there's another thing, cortisol also, um, interferes with, um, progesterone, right? It's a whole nother, <laughs> uh, biology lesson here, but, uh, cortisol actually affects progesterone. So you definitely want to keep that in check, um, as much as you can, right? Keeping those stress levels under control exercise is a great way to do that, right? You don't have to go all out doing, you know, Tabata type type workouts or hit type workouts. You just need to do something to kind of elevate your heart rate a little bit, right? Get you, get, get you out, get you moving, enjoying the sunshine and different things like that to help bring your cholesterol levels up, or uh, excuse me, help to bring your cholesterol levels down. Because, um, one of the things high intensity exercise actually affects cortisol levels as well. So if you're already stressed out, from work, you know, work-life balance, the kids, the job, and all these different things. And then you add to it, right? Oh, you know, I'm just going to go get a, a good workout, a good hard workout in. And, and you're putting more stress on the body because that's how the body recognizes it as stress, right? Then you're actually doing the reverse. So you just want to be mindful of the type of exercises that you're doing um, and what are you doing it for? So you want to be intentional about your exercise choices. Are you just exercising for just general health and wellness? Or do you, you know, want to lose weight or you just want to be active, right? Uh, there is a difference. Um, you know, general health and wellness is fine. You know, just walking, going, you know, walking the dog, going out for a walk in the park or, you know, doing some water aerobics or something like that that's totally fine, but just be mindful, especially like I said, if you're doing high intensity type workouts in the gym, that, um, that does make a, a difference because it affects your cortisol levels. And although you may feel good doing it, if you're trying to lose weight, it will actually work in the opposite, um, and can prevent you from losing weight. Okay. Um, 
the other one was uh obviously like i said estrogen levels uh they can decline during uh, midlife and so you know bone um hot flashes bone loss regular exercise uh has been shown to support women with uh, low estrogen levels um, to help alleviate some of these symptoms, right? They say, you know, to prevent osteoporosis, they encourage women that are aging to do what? Resistance training and weight-bearing activities. And why is that? Because the bone, the body actually creates more bone because the weight stresses the bone, right? And the body... Um, creates more bone to support the weight that you're lifting. So that's why, um, to prevent osteoporosis. So just be mindful of that, that, um, you know, resistance training again, you know, unless you're in that, you know, uh, uh, space where, you know, don't feel like you have to go all out, but just, you know, some type of resistance training, is actually very helpful. You know, it could be 10, 20, you know, 10, 20 pounds, 15 pounds. You don't have to lift hundreds of pounds, but just enough to stress it, uh, to stress your body in order to get it to change a little bit, you know, build muscle strength. Because as we age also, we start to lose muscle mass, right? You start to feel weaker and different things like that because, you know, you're just not doing the things that you were doing when, when you were younger, right? So exercise actually helps, especially resistance training, right? And again, it could just be a full body workout. You know, you don't have to go all out, you know, uh, tapping into those major muscle groups, chest, back, shoulders, um, you know, quads, uh, the glutes and uh, different things like that. You just want to keep it to the major muscle groups unless, of course, you know, you're, you're into really working out and then that's a whole nother thing. Um, but the main thing is, you just want your body to be in a position to accept, um, again, the nutrition, um, so it can work for you, uh, and not against you because there are some women who, you know, they're avid gym, uh, avid gym goers, but because their body is not in a position to accept the amount of carbohydrates that they need, if they're trying to build muscle or if they're trying to do other things and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the gym three times a week and I'm lifting these weights and, you know, um, I've gained like 20 pounds. Like, why am I gaining weight? Well, that's because, excuse me, that's because that's a sign of an imbalance, right? That's going on that their body is not using those carbohydrates efficiently. So you just want to be mindful of that, that, uh, you know, if it's not responding that the way that you want it to, there is something off there. Um, it doesn't have to be a huge, you know, imbalance, but you know, something like a simple fix, but there's definitely something off and, and definitely in the nutrition because they all affect, uh, one another cardiovascular exercise or what we call aerobic activity, uh, is very important to get the heart rate up, you know, again, but you don't want to, you know, get it too high in the case of like a Tabata or uh, a HIIT workout. And when I mean too high, um, it's like if you can't hold a conversation while you're doing cardio, your heart rate is too high, right? Because that's a sign that there's no oxygen flowing. And that's what we call anaerobic. So you want to make sure that you are in the aerobic zone, right? Just like uh, fire needs fuel or needs oxygen as fuel, 
the same thing with fat, right? If you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to, you know, burn fat, you want to make sure that there's oxygen flowing, right? Because it helps with the fat burning process, believe it or not. Um, so activities like walking and running and cycling and swimming and dancing, you know, again, things that you could do to um, keep your heart rate elevated. You want to stay away from like circuit type training, right? Where you're doing something really, you know, high intensity for like 20 or 30 seconds and then you're having a break and then it feels like your heart's going to pop out of your chest, right? That's way too high and it's really not effective for somebody who's just like kind of doing general health and wellness. So, uh, keep that in mind. <clears throat> flexibility is also another great exercise to do, right? Flexibility such as yoga, which I'm sure some of you are into stretching can improve your range of motion, reduce stiffness, and it actually can help to promote relaxation, which is effective, right? For uh, cortisol. So it can help bring your cortisol levels down, which is very important. Right. Because remember, all this stuff works hand in hand and nothing works um, by itself. So um, flexibility can also help to improve your posture and reduce your risk of injury. And um, if you're doing weights, right, <coughs> excuse me, which a lot of people um, really neglect when it comes to exercise, right, the foam rolling the stretching, the resetting the muscles and different things like that. They tend to gloss over that and just kind of go straight into the workout. So just keep that in mind. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Drink some water here. So incorporating a combination of these exercises into your fitness routine actually can help you um, provide like a well-rounded approach to, um, you know, supporting you during midlife. So, like I said, I'm sure you're busy, you know, depending on where you are with, you know, in your, um, in your career, right. Do you have small kids? Are you running the soccer practice, right? Are your kids grown? You know, when we're talking about women midlife. It can go anywhere from, you know, the thirties, late thirties to the forties, you know, fifties all the way up to, you know, in the mid 60s. So there's a pretty broad range there. Um, just find, you know, where you find yourself uh, during midlife. But uh, all those things are very important. And additionally, you know, exercise or regular exercise can actually, again, help to reduce your stress levels and improve your quality of sleep. <clears throat> now, one thing to be mindful of, though, and I always get asked this, like, when is the best time to exercise, right? The best time to exercise, actually, if you can, right, is in the morning. And why is that? Because if you find if you're exercising at night, you know how you kind of, it just feels like you have like that extra boost of energy right after you finish working out. Well, when you exercise in the morning, you actually carry that energy with you throughout the day, right? Um, but if you're, if you're exercising at night, the whole, the body's natural process is to wind down, right? When it gets dark, right? Your cortisol levels, right? The sleep wake cycle, melatonin and all that stuff starts to kick in. <clears throat> but if you're exercising, right, what's going on on the inside, all that activity, it, 
it fights that natural or your natural, the body's natural process to want to go to sleep. So the key is to get a good quality sleep or restful sleep, right? Not waking up, looking at the clock or, you know, you're tossing and turning like that's not good sleep. (laughs) So the key here is to get that restful sleep and exercising at night actually interferes with that process. So if you can, if at all possible, try to exercise in the morning. I know, you know, in the morning, you know, it's crunch time, uh, but Hey, maybe you need to change your, your nighttime routine, right? Go to bed earlier so you can get up earlier in the morning and, you know, have their kids doing something if you have small kids or whatever, but taking a look at your routine so you can fit exercise in, in the morning, um, is probably something, um, to take a good look at. All right. So lifestyle factors to support hormone imbalance, um, and weight loss during midlife, right. And, uh, exercise and all that kind of good stuff is, um, you know, again, getting enough sleep, managing your stress, right. Exercise and nutrition, which are the four pillars of wellness that I always talk about, right? Those are lifestyle things. Those four things, ladies, if you don't remember anything else about this podcast, right? Renew you, evolution of her. Yes, those four pillars are the foundation. They are the core to having you live a healthy and balanced life, right? So many people, they just focused on, oh, just the nutrition, I'm going to help you lose weight. You know, we're just going to focus on the nutrition and the exercise, but it's really all four of those work together. And especially, 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 well, I mean, all of, all of them are important, but like I said, you know, that stress hormone, stress really affects so much more than, uh, 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 what people want to give it credit for. So just keep that in mind. So lifestyle factors to support your hormone imbalance, um, to support what you're doing midlife. So I told you I would keep it short and sweet and that's it for today. So here's a recap of what we covered. Uh, the hormone imbalance, we discussed the hormone changes that can, that can occur midlife and how exercise can help you balance those hormones, which is cortisol, estrogen, progesterone, talked about blood sugar, right? Uh, we didn't get into the nutrition part where I talked about eating time and type and different things like that, but how exercise actually can affect your, or can help blood sugar and insulin by using those, uh, stores when your body is in a position to use it properly. All right. So we also talked about some of the symptoms that can result from hormone imbalances, such as weight gain, mood swings, hot flashes, night sweats, um, you know, joint pain, uh, insomnia, anxiety, depression, all those things, right? And I'm sure you've probably experienced at one time or another. And um, lifestyle factors to support hormone imbalance, right? We talked about the importance of having a holistic approach to the hormone imbalancing and weight loss during midlife, during this time. It's so important, ladies, right? Hormone hormone balances, weight loss, lifestyle management, stress management, eating healthy, right? Not just eating healthy, quote unquote, you know, eating clean, but giving your body those nutrients that it needs in order to support this your body during this time in life. Because as we age, those hormones they decrease naturally, right? Um, our muscle tissue starts to wane, you know, naturally. 
um, our strength starts to dissipate naturally. So um, in order to support the body during this process, right, you really need to dial in on your nutrition, right? Not so much as hormone, um, excuse me, not so much as macro balancing or different things like that, but trace minerals, vitamins, nutrients, supporting your adrenal glands and different things like that <clears throat> during this time uh, of life, especially. All right. So that is a wrap for today. As always, before I go, I wanted to extend this invitation to you um, and many other women to join my mission to help 1 million women midlife achieve their health and wellness goals by combining targeted nutrition with holistic approach to wellness that nourishes your mind and body for optimal health, uh, mental health, physical health, and well-being, right? <clears throat> if you're looking to stay active. Um, and healthy during midlife, consider the Renew You Transformation 12-week immersion program, right? I have an offer for you. It's designed to help you achieve balance in all areas of your life. The things that we just talked about, right? The, this program provides personalized nutrition plan that's based on mindful eating, uh, metabolic balance principles, right? Uh, helps to optimize your metabolism, your hormones, emphasizing the importance of whole foods, and nutrient-dense meals. It's not a diet, ladies. It's a way of life. Trust me. <laughs> Very doable. The food is tasty. It's actually giving your body what it needs, right? And we do that by optimizing, again, your metabolism. Uh, it can help uh, stabilize your blood sugar, right? We just talked about that. Reduce inflammation. All these things that can prevent you from losing weight or, you know, that belly fat. Uh, restore hormone signaling, which can lead to, you know, fat loss, increased energy, and improved overall health and well-being. So um, if you haven't heard about it, uh, it's the Metabolic Balance Program, right, in conjunction with some other things that I throw in there, right? The program takes a holistic approach to wellness, considering factors such as what stress management. We talk about sleep. We talk about those stress triggers. We talked about exercise, just like we talked about today. If you're into it, you know, looking into an exercise routine that's going to support you and your lifestyle for what you got going on. Um, it's an excellent, excellent program for women in their life. If you're looking to um, reclaim control over, you know, whatever it is, emotional eating, transform your health, um, any imbalances that you have going on, this is an excellent program that will help target those nutritional deficiencies, thyroid problems, digestive health, gut imbalance, right? This, because um, it's just pure nutrition, right? No peels, no powders, no shakes, no shots, no oils, no, none of that, right? None of that fancy stuff. It's just really teaching you the principles of eating, mindful eating. And trust me, there is a way to unlock those different hormones, um, through mindful eating, and that's actually what we go over in that program. So, transform your health. But can you know it can help you achieve your health and wellness goals in in a sustainable and balanced way. So it's very it's a very sustainable, like I said, program um, teaching you the principles so uh, you can incorporate them into your lifestyle very seamlessly. Um, just a part of what you do. So if you're ready to start your journey towards optimal health and wellness, just send me a message. You can contact me on Facebook, Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, last name is H-U-L-T-Z, on Facebook, 
or send me a direct message and learn more. Um, I'll ask you a couple of questions. Determine if the Renew You Transformation Immersion Program is a right fit for you. Um, and also, um, I'll be offering here, I actually uh, just talk about it really briefly right now. Um, you know, if you already have a nutrition program or if you already have an exercise program and you want me to kind of take a look at it, I actually do have um, a workshop that I'm going to be offering where I'm actually going to be doing a strategic um, uh, a strategic overview and planning or more of a consultation as opposed to like a coaching over, you know, a period of time. If you're already, you know, pretty much have your things dialed in and you just kind of want me to take a look at it, um, you could just DM, DM me about that um, and we'll go over that. I'll give you some more details about that. But just tell me if you're interested in, hey, Rachel, you said something about, you know, your one-on-one -on -one, uh, workshop where you're talking about the consultation, one-on-one um, -on -one consultation, right? Um, to dial in on a specific part of my program because you pretty much already have all these other things, you know, taken care of, but there, you know, some other area may need tweaking. So, uh, I will be doing that as well. So, um, if you haven't joined my private face group, uh, already, um, feel free to join. It is the fit and fearless fat loss for, um, women midlife, right. Uh, on Facebook, helping you live your best life, right. Midlife. So you could find the link to that private Facebook, uh, group on my Facebook page. There's a link that will take you directly to it. And you can go ahead and ask for, uh, for permission to join there. So with that being said, ladies, thank you for again for joining me today. I think we made the 30-minute mark <laughs> today. Uh, I hope you got some value out of it. Feel free to share this episode with somebody that you think might benefit from it. And again, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. And um, if you have any questions, again, like I said, feel free to DM me. And tune in next time for our next topic. All right. Until then, talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,